0: It's a Tuesday edition of Locked On Warriors. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News. Make sure to follow Locked On Warriors on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get podcasts for episodes every day, Monday through Friday. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and follow me at WC Goldberg to be notified when my room goes live. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In the first of three meetings in 12 days, the Warriors beat the New Orleans Pelicans 123-108 to 108 last night. Steph Curry scored 41 points. Draymond Green had 10 points, 13 rebounds, and 15 assists, and Andrew Wiggins added 26 points to lead Golden State in a win that essentially assures them a spot in the play-in tournament. Entering Monday's game, the ninth place Warriors were three games ahead of the 11th-place Pelicans, and that kind of difference would typically be too significant to overcome for New Orleans with less than two weeks left in the regular season. But each of these three matchups is essentially worth double, given that a New Orleans victory would add to its win column while also adding to the Warriors' loss column. But with the win, the Warriors are now four games ahead of the Pelicans in the Western Conference standings, a half game ahead of Memphis – for the number eight spot in the play-in tournament. And this was a night in which both Steph and Draymond were in prime form. After leading by as many as 25 points in the second quarter, Golden State gave up an 8-0 run in the final 37 seconds before halftime. Steph screwed up a little bit of a two-for-one situation, a couple bad fouls. Saw its lead slashed to six midway through the third quarter, and it looked as if the Warriors could give away a really important game. But then Steph Curry steps up. Scores 15 points in the third to push the lead back to 15, heading into the fourth. Uh, Steph poured it in from all over the floor. He went 14 of 26 overall, including 8 for 18 from three-point range. This was Steph's sixth 40-point outing in the last 15 games, his ninth 40-pointer of the season. Draymond, meanwhile, played a superlative game on defense. He broke up several of New Orleans' actions before they can even get into their offense. He recorded three steals and two blocks, made things difficult For Zion Williamson in a very important way, Zion is the league's most dominant scorer near the basket. He still finished with 32 points, but he shot 50% overall, which sounds really good. But it's well below his dominant season average of 62% overall. So when Zion was defended by Draymond, he went 5 for 12 overall, so 42% shooting, less than even that 50%, 20% less, 20 percentage points less than what he shoots normally all season long, And then he had two of his shots blocked. He turned over three times with Draymond guarding him. And this was the Warriors' blueprint at work. Single coverage on Zion Williamson that allowed the rest of the Warriors' defenders to close out on the Pelicans' shooters. The rest of the Pelicans shot just 41% from the field. Um, And and so going forward with two more games in the next 10 days between these two teams, it, it has a little bit of the feel of sort of a playoff series. They're broken up, right? They play again tonight. Uh, in New Orleans, but, uh, and they'll meet for the final time uh, on May 14th at Chase Center. But this first win essentially assures them that the Pelicans won't catch them in the standings. But as Steve Kerr said after the game, these wins can help them as they try to climb the standings and get into that 7-8 play-in game, which would mean that they'd have two chances to win one game and get into the playoffs. The Warriors finally took care of a business in a way that they had to. And now they could set their sights at climbing the standings, avoiding the 9-10 game, which if you win that game, you have to beat the loser of the 7-8 game in order to get to the playoffs. Well, if you have a spot in that 7-8 game, then all you have to do is win once. And if you lose, you still get a chance to, to play the winner of the 9-10 game and make it into the playoffs as the 8th seed. So this is where the Warriors are right now. So let's take a quick look at the standings. Utah, with their win, moves back into first place in the Western Conference. Phoenix is second in the West, followed by Denver, the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Mavericks. So right now, that's your top six. Those are the teams that are in the playoffs and don't have to deal with the play-in tournament. Now, the play-in tournament, you've got Portland at number seven. Golden State, three games behind Portland. So they're not going to catch Portland for number seven. But... Uh Memphis, they're, they're a half game over Memphis, like I said, for the 9th spot. San Antonio is one and a half games back of Golden State. They're in the 10th spot. So getting a spot in that 7-8 game is very realistic now, especially considering if you look at the rest of the schedule for the Warriors, you played this New Orleans team twice, which you've already laid the blueprint out. You have a, you, you feel confident in being able to beat them uh, two more times. Again, you play them on the second night of back-to-back tonight so it, in, in their house, so we'll see. But you've got Oklahoma City coming up a couple more times. You have, a, you have a pretty soft schedule outside of a game against Utah and a game against Phoenix. And after this game in New Orleans, you finish the season on a six-game homestand. So the Warriors are in position to make it into the 7-8 game. That is very realistic. Now, they're, they're too far back to avoid the play-in tournament altogether. Right? You lose against Dallas last week. You basically assured your spot in, in the play-in tournament. But if you're going to play somebody in this play-in tournament and in this 7-8 game, Portland's not bad. Right? Golden State has had Portland's number. And if Draymond Green is playing defense the way he did against Zion and the way he has so so much of the season, he has given the Trailblazers fits over the years. And with Steph playing the way he's playing, he's going to do enough offensively to keep up. Portland's defense has not been very good. It's just going to make things even easier for Steph and, and open up uh, opportunities for Andrew Wiggins and Kent Bazemore, maybe Kelly Oubre if he comes back. We'll see for those guys to contribute in a meaningful way. So Golden State, with this win and for the rest of the year, it's been up and down all season. They're 33 and 32, a game over 500, and it looks promising for their chances to make it out of the play-in tournament and into the playoffs. Now, if they win this play-in game between with Portland, if it, the way it stands now, they would be the 7 seed in the West, which would mean they would play at this point Phoenix in the first round. Now, I think the Phoenix Suns are really, really good. I think they're really, really good. They're really deep. They don't have a weakness on that roster. But they're un Outside of Chris Paul, they're relatively unproven. I'm not saying that Golden State would win that matchup. I still would take the Suns in that matchup. I just think that the Warriors' supporting cast is just too shaky for them to make a meaningful run. But if you can extend that series five, six, seven games, that's just going to get a lot of playoff experience for guys who need it, like Andrew Wiggins and Juan Descano Anderson and Jordan Poole, guys who figure it would be part of your your core next year when you're trying to make that leap back into title contention. So an important development and still important games – going down the stretch for the Warriors. Coming up, we loop around the rest of the Western Conference to get a sense of what happened on Monday night and how it all affects the Warriors. But first, let's talk about Locker Room. It's time to get in on Locker Room, the live, audio-only sports talk platform where you can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. As you know, I've been using Locker Room this season to record this podcast several times a week. It's sort of like an old-school sports talk radio call-in show, but easier than ever to join, hang out, and have a conversation. Locker Room is a free, audio-only social media platform for sports fans. Start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, and react to the biggest news. I'll be hosting rooms several times a week, so make sure to keep those notifications on and come on through. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter account, and then join the Warriors or NBA groups. Then follow me at WC Goldberg to be notified when my room goes live. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. I've got some thoughts on marvel night that i want to get to but first let's check in with the host from around the locked on podcast network and catch up on last night's action
1: this is andy kamenetsky co-host of the locked on lakers podcast and just when it seemed like the sky had fallen for the lakers they pull off a massive 93-89 win over the denver nuggets despite no lebron james no dennis Schroeder, and denver being one of the hottest teams in the league how did it happen well anthony davis finally looked like anthony davis again 25 points, seven rebounds, three blocks, including one in the final seconds at the arc to ice the game for the Lakers. Far more lively and effective defensively, the entire team followed suit. And Marcus Gasol ended up the other surprise star of this game. 10 points, seven rebounds, two assists, plus 17 in 17 minutes. It's becoming much more difficult to justify him not being in the rotation. Also, by virtue of the Lakers winning this game, Portland losing tonight and Dallas being idle, For the time being, they are the five seed again. A lot more to get into, so make sure you are listening to, subscribing to the Locked on Lakers podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
2: The Utah Jazz dominate the San Antonio Spurs for the second time this season with a 110-99 win despite playing without Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell. David Locke with your latest here on the Jazz. The Jazz regained the number one seed with a dominating performance. They never trailed in this game as they never trailed the last time they played the Spurs, though these games were very different. Last time these two teams played, the Jazz hit 21 threes and Rudy Gobert just got seven shot attempts. This time, Greg Popovich decided to not allow the Jazz to get the threes. They had just 36 attempts and the Jazz instead went to Rudy Gobert. He scored 24 points on 10 of 14 shooting. The incredible one was in the first half of this game. The San Antonio Spurs did not make a three and did not make a shot at the rim until there were 25 seconds left in the half they made every single field goal as a paint non-restricted area two or a long two the jazz were in complete control led this game by as many as 25 and the jazz are now back to being the number one seed in the western conference for more on the jazz tune into lockdown jazz on the lockdown podcast network
3: what up y'all pass first point guard i host the lockdown blazers mike richmond Blazers lose in Atlanta to the Hawks on Monday night in a game that ended their four-game winning streak. Doesn't seem like a big deal to lose their first game on a, a long six-game road trip after starting 4-0, but it illustrates how thin their margin for error is. With the loss, they now slip to a lone in seventh place in the West behind both the idle Mavericks and the Lakers, who are playing right while I'm recording this video. So, while an otherwise loss wouldn't be that important, it just shows you how thin it's going to be for them to avoid the play-in tournament, get the sixth seed, and get some much-needed rest heading into the playoffs. They really can't afford to lose any games at this point, so even ones where you kind of chalk it up to the schedule on the second night of a back-to-back and a long trip, doesn't matter. The real news, though, is Damian Loder hurt his foot at the end of the game, and we can look at the standings all we want. If Dame isn't healthy, it doesn't matter what happens to the Blazers. We'll have an update on that, and the rest of the team on Locked down Blazers. Make sure you listen.
4: The Grizzlies lose tonight 118-104 to to the New York Knicks. And just from the beginning of the second quarter, it, no matter what the Grizzlies tried to do, even as they continued to play better as the game went along, they could just could not pull within enough striking distance to be able to get a surge to get back into the game against the Knicks. It was a mixed bag of positives and negatives. Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, and Jaron Jackson Jr., all three had good games tonight. The Grizzlies' ability to shoot the three was there. They made the Knicks make tough shots all night long. You just have to tip your hat to the Knicks. The Knicks played better tonight and won the game, but also some frustration as well. Obviously, the Grizzlies are finding it harder to do the things that they do well. Um, Only 12 fast break points tonight, only eight points off turnovers, 34 points out of the paint. The Knicks made it very hard for the Grizzlies to be able to implement their strengths, and that was the difference in the game. And then just in general, the Grizzlies, whether it Fatigue, settling in not getting calls the usual areas of the game that the grizzlies find easy to produce in whatever it may be frustration boiled over five technical fouls during an 18 second stretch in the second half of the game the grizzlies basically know that they are at a time where it's making it a break it going on a road trip in which they need to win at least two out of three games this grizzlies team knows what it needs to do they're doing their best to get it done it's now just figuring out how to actually get it done we'll have all this and much more in the post-game edition of the locked on grizzlies podcast
5: Warriors beat the Pelicans 123-108. I'm Jake Madison, the host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast, and honestly, I don't know what you want me to say. This game sums up the Pelicans' season. Three games out of the 10th seed and chasing the Warriors, the Pelicans had the play-in tournament start a little bit early, a chance to control their own destiny, and maybe, maybe they'd show up for this one. Nah, who are we kidding? The Pelicans came out flat and looked like Eric Bledsoe once said, I don't want to be here. Story of the season. It's a shame because this was a winnable game. You know, if they had shooters who could make shots, not an off game from soon to be restricted free agent Lonzo Ball, and a head coach in Stan Van Gundy who maybe would have wanted to double team Steph Curry instead of leaving Eric Bledsoe one-on-one with him and get cooked to the tune of 41 points. Just bad all around, and we get to do it all over again. Tuesday night on a back-to-back. At least the superhero broadcast in this one was cool. Anyway, if your name is Stan Van Gundy, listen to the Longtown Pelicans
0: podcast. I've got some tips for you. Support for today's show comes from Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of vehicle makes and models, it can be impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, especially now while you might not be able to visit a traditional store. So do it easily online instead at rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all of the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-for-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Just go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, and then write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Let's also talk about Bet Online. bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. The NBA is making the playoff push, and the NHL season and Major League Baseball are in full swing. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Again, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit but only when you use that promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So, Marvel Night. Marvel Arena of Heroes, whatever it was called. Draymond Green ends up getting the most hero points, becomes the hero of the night, uh, whatever. I'm not entirely sure exactly what happened. I watched the first half of the game on ESPN2 with the, the, the whole Marvel uh, telecast. And just I understand why they did it. I understand why they did it. The fact that this new generation... Of children who are into this Marvel stuff and you think back to when the NFL did the Nickelodeon thing with Spongebob and all that fun stuff during the playoffs or whatever, I understand that they are trying to reel in young people, right? Because the data shows that young people don't care about live sports, they don't care to watch live sports, and so leagues like the NBA and the NFL are terrified that 10, 20, 30 years from now the amount of money they make from live rights is gonna go away because People at that point who are ready to spend money in their disposable income aren't going to care to spend money on their leagues. And so this is a way for these leagues to hook these young people early and get them at least interested in it. And I would think part of that would be getting them into the sport, draw them in via these gimmicks like Marvel or Spongebob or whatever, and then teaching them about the game, giving them a reason to stay. You bring them in, right? You bring them in with these gimmicks, and then you sell them on the game itself. But I thought that ESPN's broadcast of the Marvel thing last night, it didn't feel like they knew who they were talking to for so much of the night. Because I'm watching this game, and you've got this representative from Marvel or something kind of explaining the superheroes and their stories to the audience. And then you've got, you know... You got Richard Jefferson and, and guys like that trying to explain the game, but they're they're handicapped by trying to incorporate references to Iron Man and Spider Man and and all this stuff. And and instead of teaching people about how the game is actually scored, you create this like random, arbitrary scoring system of hero points, uh, which basically I don't know if you want. It, it's more like fantasy basketball than it is real basketball. And I just felt like if you really wanted to try to teach somebody about the game, who was attracted to this telecast because of the Marvel layer on top of it, then you could have done a better job and you could have served your league better uh, by teaching them more about the game than you actually did. Now, I'll give Richard Jefferson a little bit of a shout-out because he tried to stick to basketball, right? And, and I think Richard Jefferson is tremendous as as an analyst. Uh, he's probably one of the best that ESPN has, if not the best, but um, outside of Doris Burke, I would think. But um, I, I just thought that the the entire thing... Was just completely mixed up. I, I thought that they're me- they weren't exactly sure who they were talking to. If you were trying, look, if you were trying to get me into superheroes, that's what that felt like. I'm a basketball fan watching this game, and you're talking to me about superheroes the, the whole time. I don't see if I were a child interested in Spider-Man and Iron Man and all these these characters, how I would have watched that game and been interested in the basketball part of it. I just don't know that they did that. Now, granted, I am not of that age, and it was not directed towards me, but I just don't know who that was really directed to. So it was a nice shot, and maybe it's something to build off of, but there's definitely some things they need to clean up in that, you know, don't have this lady talking to me about selling me on superheroes the whole time. You're not here to sell me on superheroes. You're here to sell me on the basketball game. Unless I'm wrong, because I understand that Disney now owns Marvel, and maybe they were trying to sell me as a basketball fan on superheroes. But that, to me, seems weird. And I don't, I, in, in the whole reason for this is to get children into the game of basketball so that they become customers for you 10, 20, 30 years from now. And I don't think that they accomplished what they were trying to do. Maybe they're on the right road, but I just they need to improve on the telecast from last night. Also, these interviews with celebrities and stuff, again, I like the idea of it. I like the thought of it. But you can't have an entire interview taking up the entire screen when the basketball game is going. I mean, that happens enough with the regular broadcast, let alone the Marvel thing with the smoke bombs and the explosions on a made basket and all this stuff. Like It was just it was too much, and they need to clean up some of the other things um, if they really want to make this uh, a normal thing. I guess baseball is doing it with a Star Wars night tonight. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I don't know about you, but I am not going to be watching that because I'm going to be watching tonight's Pel- Warriors-Pelicans game instead. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked On Warriors wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate, review, and say nice things about the show. You can send your comments and questions to me on Twitter at WC Goldberg or email them to me at wgoldberg at com. Now get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on Odyssey or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for listening.